Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Frightcast, episode number 91. We are new in the new year, 2021. Patrick is laughing at me and I don't care. It's Championship Sunday. I've got a team in the championship. Go Bucks! beat the Packers. I want to see Bucks Bills in the Super Bowl. But we're not here to talk about football today. We are here to talk about horror movies. This is the Midnight Frightcast again, episode number 91. I am your host, Greg, the movie guy. And I've apparently had a little bit of pent-up energy because I don't feel like I've stopped talking since we started this little bit. So let's introduce our others. We've got right below me is Joshua. Happy to uh, below you, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) And my right-hand man is Patrick. And you know that I'm working that right hand. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a good day. It is good to be back. It is good to be back. Let's get rocking and rolling here. We're going to start out. We watched a trailer. When was the last time we watched a trailer? Forever. It's been a long time. time. But a trailer dropped and we watched it. It looks interesting. Let's talk Godzilla versus Kong. Who wants to jump in? Josh, jump in. Hey, man. Like, I am super stoked for this movie. I'm not a huge, I was not a huge fan of like the Godzilla movies. Kind of sort of like Skull Island. So like separately, I'm like, eh, these are okay. Smash these fuckers together, throw me all in because this is going to be <laughs> a two and a half hour, three hour popcorn film that I can't wait to see. So, uh, you know, I'm not going for like, you know, a whole lot of like, look at the actors in this movie. Smash me some King Kong, smash me some Godzilla and let them duke this shit out. That's all I want to see. And the trailer brought all of that. I am a thousand percent in on this movie. Awesome. Patrick, what do you got? Yeah, I wish that we could have been recording uh, because you guys had seen this, uh, the trailer before I had seen it. And I had to turn my head to the side and watch it. I muted it and you guys were still talking. And it would have been fun to hear you guys respond to the way I was responding to the trailer. Because when I was looking at it, I'm sure I was like in this state of awe. This trailer is fucking awesome. I can't, it's a movie that I have to see on the big screen. I'm sorry. I don't know when it's being released for sure. I I didn't see a release date, but to see this on the small screen, to see it on a TV is not going to do it justice. This thing is beautiful uh, in the trailer. I don't give a shit what the story is. I mean, I'm sure we're just there to see Godzilla, Kong beating the shit out of each other. I this is I think this is the what the movie Rampage based on the video game wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And they they didn't do bad with that movie and I'm not going to talk too much on it, but it was decent. I think this is where they wanted to be and now we finally get it. I enjoyed Skull Island. I thought it was probably one of the better Kongs and I know Josh is going to murder me for saying that because that's against Peter Jackson Kong. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed at least the first Godzilla. The second one was a popcorn film. It was all fluff, no substance. It was just going to the movies and just be awed by what was on screen. And I think that's exactly what this is going to be. Two mega monsters beating the ever-living crap out of each other. And I am so on board 
to check this one out. I am super excited. I think it's going to be a, a fantastic watch. Now, the thing gonna, is, go ahead, Josh. It, it's going to be a dual release because um, uh, it will go theatrical, but HBO Max is going to get it too, and they're okay. dropping on the same day. So, again, if you're not comfortable going to a theater, although you should see, like Patrick said, this on a big screen, watch this shit on HBO Max. It's going to drop same day. Now, I think it would have been interesting if they take this movie and release it as two separate movies, depending on which camp you're in. If you are mm-hmm. if you want Godzilla to win, if you want Kong to win, it'll be interesting to see how this movie pans out. Yeah, I'm excited. And, and I'll be, they did show, I feel like there was like a glimpse of like Mothra in there. They did show, there's some, there's some Easter eggs in there somewhere too that uh, I'll be curious to see how yeah, they, because uh, Kong was beating down some pterodactyls with pterodactyls or something yeah, like that. It was, yeah, uh, I think they're going to bring, they're going to bring the best of both worlds into this movie. Yes. I think they're going to, they're just going to throw everything at the audience, which yeah. bonus for us. Yep. Yeah. We all win on this one. So, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, definitely, definitely check this one out with us. Uh, I agree with Patrick 100%, you know, with the, the quarantine and all that, Seeing movies on HBO Max, I mean, that's awesome that they're releasing brand new, but there are certain movies you have to watch in theaters. This yeah. is one of those movies. So and I'm excited. I mean, I'll be the sights and especially the sounds. You're just going to miss all of that in your, your yep. TV speakers or if your sound bars, you're just not going to get the same experience yeah. for a movie like this. Does anybody know who the production company is on this? Are they the same ones that did any of the past Godzilla Kong movies? I didn't catch who it was and I didn't look up. Don't know. I can only imagine because of the actors and the crossover from the Godzilla and the and the Kong movies, it's the same company. It, it has to be, or they have to be somewhat attached because, like I said, they're bringing actors back from both franchises. So I can imagine if it's a if, if it was a different company, they would recast. Yeah. So, uh, well, but I'm I just glad it's not going to be like that Peter Jackson abortion that uh, was Skull Island or whatever that was. That wasn't Peter, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson did not do Skull Island, so do not blame him for that. What was what he did? He did the he remake did. of the original King Kong. Okay, well, that uh, one, not Skull Island, that one. Which okay, we're not gonna, we're gonna penalty box your ass here in a second, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. That's, that's Josh's baby, man. You can't talk yeah, bad about that Kong. I'm a fan. <laughs> so, we're just gonna move on to news, Greg. Sucks. Move on to what? Move on to what? Move on to what? The oh. News. What? Here comes that theme. It's the news. I'm not even mad. This is fantastic. That one was for you, Maddie, if you're watching. All right. I think Patrick was the only one that had news. So, Patrick, take it away. It's not even really news. We don't have a lot going on. The stupid COVID bullshit is pushing everything back. And speaking of pushing everything back, Quiet Place 2. One of the movies I am really, really looking forward to this year. It was originally supposed to release on March 8th of 2020, almost a year ago, you know, too much shy of a year ago. Moved it into September of 2020, and then they moved it to April 23rd of 2021, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen then because they now announced that they moved it to September 17th. So it's pushing all the way to the fall of this year. Happy birthday to me. Is that your birthday? Well, the 14th is, but it's close enough. Okay. So, I mean, here's that thing. They, they think it's good enough that it demands a theatrical release. I don't doubt that in any way, shape, or form. But I guess that kind of, you know, everybody's doing that thing where they're doing a theatrical release plus 
well, in this case, HBO Max or whatever streaming. Right. And are they doing themselves a disservice by having it wait so long that people maybe don't give a shit at that point? Or is it going to be at the point where maybe we've caught up with some of these vaccinations and people are finally getting back into the theaters? I I think that people are playing it safe right now and making those decisions to move their film to the fall just so they get a spot on the calendar. Because if you wait too long and go too far into the year and, and the shit's still not done and your release date's coming up and now, oh, well, I want to move it to the fall, there may not be a spot for you. So if you, you know, make that decision in January and just kind of, you know, call it early, they might just be playing it safe just so they get a spot. And, you know, I don't think that you could release Quiet, uh, you know, Quiet Place 2 next year and people are still going to, that movie was so big, people are going to go. It's these smaller films like, uh, you know, Antlers and stuff like that. These films that are not like a sequel or a remake that are original films. Those are the ones that you got to kind of worry about getting a spot this year if this stuff isn't over with. And Antlers is like my biggest anticipation film this year. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a it's a wait and see at this point. You know, we've we've come a long way since last March when everything got shut down that we're actually getting release dates, but there's still so much up in the air that you know you you really can't trust what could happen, and especially with all the the political stuff going down, I'm sure that's going to drive a lot of this. And I'm not trying to get political here, but you know, it's going to factor into this whether there's another massive shutdown and if theaters get shut down during. Quiet Place 2's release date, all of a sudden they just got screwed royally. Right. You know, so I think right. they're they're erring on the side of caution right now. And it, it sucks, but exactly like you said, Josh, a Quiet Place 2 is a big enough movie that it will bring people into theaters. And if the production studio has a chance to capture any of that, I think that's the best way to do it. And you go and look at films that that did come out during the shutdown or during like the limited space uh, in theaters, like Christopher Nolan did tenant last year and that movie made no fucking money and right. it's Christopher Nolan. So if that's the, the line, the, the ballpark that you're kind of going off of, don't release your fucking movie. Cause nobody went to that movie. They're not going to go to your, right. That's just kind of, you know, said, Pushing it back as far as you can, I think, is the, the safest thing to do at this point. Yeah. All right, then. The uh, second bit of news that I had, and, and we had questions about this. We talked about this a, a little bit earlier. But John Carpenter and his wife have signed a deal with Serial Box to develop uh, multiple horror audio shows and podcasts over the next two years, uh, which will fall under a new John Carpenter Presents banner. Now, John Carpenter hasn't directed anything in well over a decade, but he's going to be doing this uh, audio show slash podcast. And the questions we had is, what's the difference? Yeah, somebody answer that question, please. Yeah, if someone can answer that question for us. (laughs) Overall, it's something I'd probably tune into a couple times, see what it's like. It's not something I will probably, you know, chase, but I'd listen to it. I I think it, it could be interesting depending on what they do the way that I'm kind of seeing it is if he turns this into like a, uh, like a 1950s radio program where he's actually telling stories, I think that could bring in a whole new 
audience or a whole new uh, a whole new interest in how horror movies are consumed. You know, yeah. one one of the biggest things about horror movies is you lose a lot of suspense and anticipation as soon as they show whatever the villain is or whatever the creature is. And if you go full on audio show podcast storytelling version, however you want to call it, I think it opens the door up to allowing the listeners to utilize their imaginations, which is one of the most terrifying places that anybody could be. Yeah. I like your use of the word radio show because I guess that would be the modern day version of, you know, like the audio show is a modern day version of the radio show. That would be interesting if he pulls forward something like that, where he has Mm -hmm. multi-talented cast presenting a radio show instead of him just telling a story. And then the podcast is him talking about it or interviewing people about horror itself. So yeah, I, I, I would be interested to see what the content ends up being. I also could wonder if it's a, uh, going to be kind of a uh, a multiverse kind of thing where he, because it is John Carpenter Presents, you know, Shockwaves did a thing where they brought in other podcast shows, it, but it was just part of like what Shockwaves put out. So it, it could be him bringing in other other horror kind of podcasts too. And just it it just goes out on his platform to get exposure to other people as well. But yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. You said Greg saying that whole having people come in and, and tell stories and stuff. I, John Carpenter can do anything at this point, and I'd probably listen to it. So, you know. Yeah, and I found it interesting. It says uh, over the next two years, it wasn't clearly defining, is he going to provide two years worth of content or is he providing the content and they're going to be releasing it in two years? It yeah. was kind of ambiguous, but it kind of sounds like it's going to be about two years worth of content. Yeah, that'll be cool. You know, and what if they decide it's a failure within the first four episodes? Are they going to keep them to a contract of two years? John Carpenter, man, like I know. Got, How can you walk it's away? A, from it's a following, you know. I mean, he, he doesn't have to bring anybody new in. He he's got enough people, you know, following him that I don't think there's anywhere he could fail. So right, right, all right. That was that was the news. I can't wait to see that live again one day. Rolling right along. We've been watching some stuff. A lot of stuff. We haven't been on for three or four weeks now, so it's been a while. We're going to talk about what we've been watching. Josh, what do you got? You know what? Mine's going to be mine's going to be pretty short. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, and and so will my list. Um, thanks, Patrick. So the, the, the show I've been really watching and trying to get through a lot of my stuff lately has just been me watching repeat movies because I'm doing other stuff. And so it's just been background noise, but I've been watching a show on Hulu, not horror, uh, with Elizabeth, um, called pen 15. Has anybody checked that out? Did you watch that? Greg? I've, I've heard, no, I've heard of it, but I, I want to check it out at some point. It's crazy. And I can't, I, I can't like relate to any of it, but Elizabeth thinks it's, it's really funny if you know what it's like to be a 13, 14 year old girl in, in junior high. And, and oh, I don't really know quite what it's like. Uh, <laughs> some of the stuff goes over my head, but it, it go ahead, Patrick. No, I was going to say, when you said pen 15, I had no idea. I thought you said 10, 15, but then when I realized you were talking about penis, yeah, I understood what show you're talking about. I've watched all the seasons. 
Okay, well, what did you think? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Knowing the fact that it's 30-year-old women, two-year-old yeah. women playing <clears throat> middle schoolers. Yeah. Fucking pull it off. It's amazing it's, that they pull it off. And the rest crazy. of the actors are middle school-aged actors. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, again, I, I really enjoyed the show. The last two episodes of season two are the ones that I appreciated the most because it's junior high kids doing a theatrical production, a play in junior high. And I was that kid. So uh, all the stuff behind that, I found hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and, uh, and you don't realize how good of actresses these ladies are until Maya, she's practicing her, her, monologue at home but all of a sudden is her as an adult performing it right she fucking nails it like nobody's yeah. business and i went holy shit it's yeah. it's really great it's a hulu original and uh i'm not gonna lie season two ended and i was already looking up when does season three start because uh it's actually a really fun show mm-hmm. um and it was different than anything else that i've ever really kind of watched so pen 15 was the 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 newest kind of thing that i've i've checked out that's me all right patrick i haven't been catching a lot but things that stand out for me is the kaminsky method i've been catching on netflix and it's michael douglas and alan arkin are friends Michael Douglas plays an acting coach. That's the Kaminsky method. And it's about their friendship and it's just really sweet. And it's right now two seasons long. They committed to a third season, but unfortunately Alan Arkin is not going to be in the third season. And I don't see how the show is going to survive without him because Mm -hmm. he's such an integral part of it. Really enjoy that on CBS all access or whatever it's called. I've been catching the stand there's parts of it I really like. There's parts of it I shrug my shoulders at and kind of tilt my head sideways. For the most part, I'm enjoying it. And then finally, I've been watching movies for the 15-minute Frightcast. If you haven't caught the 15-minute Frightcast, check out our podcast list. They are bonus episodes I've been doing where I bring in a special guest, they pick the movie, and then we review it together. And uh, so far this year, we've done Sinister, Evil Dead, 13 Ghosts, and coming up uh, shortly will be Dr. Sleep and Jaws. We have done, you have done more 15-minute broadcasts this year than our, this is our first podcast of this year. And it took 20, what, six days? Well, I don't even 24 know. 24 days. 24 days to like get one going. So uh, good on you for, for knocking through those 15-minute those ones. That's yeah, that's all right though, because you know we're we're always looking to put out content, especially when we have these long breaks in between our main shows, and that's that's an awesome thing that you're doing, Patrick. It's been a lot of fun to check those out. Yeah, they go by pretty quick, and and it's fun having somebody in there and them picking the movie instead of us. Absolutely, absolutely. So as far as me, I've been watching a lot more than I probably need to, but you guys ever get on a kick where you just have to watch like a series of movies or a a bunch of movies with the same character or same actor or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I've been watching old Adam Sandler movies. Uh Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) And I mean, he's, he's not like the most phenomenal actor, but some of his old movies, happy Gilmore, uh, Billy Madison, uh, little Nicky. What else have I watched? 51st dates. 
Mr. Deeds. I, they're just, they're stupid funny and they're, they're nice to have on in the background. So I've been plugging through those and uh, the beginning of the year, I actually wrapped up watching the entire star Wars saga, all the movies, none of the, none of the series, but I watched episode one through nine and God, I remember why I hated episode one through three. Oh, those were terrible. Absolutely terrible. But one of the, one of the biggest things that I wanted to, to mention was a, a show that dropped on Netflix called the history of swear words. And I would love to do a, a, uh, a podcast on this. I know it's not horror, but God damn it. It is funny as hell uh, hosted by Nicholas cage. And they go down and they break down the mothers of all swear words and their history of them, how they're utilized the best way for utilization. You just have to watch it. History of swear words on Netflix. I, I, think, I think we decided that we're going to pull the trigger and do a, do the cast for that, or at least the topic of that the topic. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Oh, that would be so much fun, especially with Maddie on here. <laughs> I think measuring that up with, uh, what is it, the, the George Carlin's like six lists uh, or six. Oh, the the six words, words you can't say on TV. Yeah. 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 <laughs> be, uh, I could rattle those off real quick, but I'm choosing not to. <laughs> yeah, that might not work You're on. the one that has I, to I had that out, bit man. memorized. I yeah, love that. Yeah, bit. I had that on LP. That's how old I am. All right. <laughs> So that is what we have been watching. We, uh, we don't really have a topic, so we're going to jump right into our feature or review for today, which was the movie Hunted, uh, dropped on Shudder. It's a 2020 release, and Patrick has got the details. Now, I've, I've got a question, though, because when you go to Shudder, they say it's a 2021. Do they really? Yeah. Mine said 2020, but yeah, bring well, it up. To double check. But I'll go ahead and read this. You can bring it up. Uh, hunted either 2020 or 2021 running about an hour 27 on shutter eve meets what she thinks is a charming guy in a bar yet things go terribly wrong once she realizes she has come across a psychopath and his accomplice they engage in a death chase until she decides to fight back with the forest as her only ally imdb rating 5.5 metacritic score rating 47 percent and I guess the movie is too new that it is not yet on Rotten Tomatoes. So pull it up here on Shutter, and mine says 2020. Okay, I must have been smoking crack. That's okay. I All mean, right. it was released early enough or late enough in 2020 that I guess you could consider close enough. But what have you? It it, so. it, it dropped on Shutter in 2021. Oh, there's that okay. there's that line you could ride. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. So we watched our first new release of 2021. Yeah, there you go. Very we'll, <laughs> we'll go with that. Greg, All so right. do you have a reason we usually go with why you picked that movie? Do you, do you have a... You know, one of the one of the biggest things that I'm going to be looking for this year is new releases. I, I feel like I burned myself down quite a bit trying to get as many 2020 releases for our end of year podcast last year. And that's just me being a procrastinating wank. So I'm going to try and actually be organized this year and yeah. try to catch as many new movies and recommend as many new movies as I can. Right. You know, how many times have people seen Halloweens and the, the Shinings and the Exorcist and whatever, what have you? We don't need to comment on it again. People know if they like it or not. So I, I feel like our, our best reviews come from the movies that are either unsung or new. And so that's that's kind of why I, I went with this one, because it was the newest one that I could find. And it also looked like it had an interesting premise. 
I'm kicking myself for that now, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, Hunted, who wants to start? I thought Did, the poster was very intriguing. That's mean, about And that see one? you later, guys. All right, we'll see you next time. <laughs> you that one? That, that one. is we're that just, is we're just really jumping in, aren't we? That is yeah. that is like right there. That's 80 minutes into the movie is where right. that photo is from. That's 80 right. minutes into this fucking movie. So out of an 87 minute movie, that's 80 minutes in. Yeah. So, for 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 the visually impaired who are just listening to the podcast, uh, Greg had just shown the basically it was the cover art for the film that is on Shutter, and that's what made it look super super interesting. But it's like literally the start of the third act or halfway through the third act. Yeah, it took a while for this movie to get going. Uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush on that. It took a while to get going. I thought things were pretty interesting leading into it, but there was more between the two guys than there was the guys and the hunted. Well, I mean, everybody was hunted in this damn thing. And before things really got rolling and it did establish how freaking psychopathic the main guy was, but I wanted to see more of the hunt slash revenge hunt going on a lot earlier this, the story was also we, set up by the mother this, and the we? son. Oh, sorry, Greg, what? We're not spoiling on this because it's brand new, right? Right. I mean, there's not a whole lot that is spoiled on this because True. it's it's a it's a typical hunted revenge film. That's fine. I just you can wanted, I don't know, know if that had come up. So Yeah. No, it started off with the mother and the son talking. And I did like how they brought that back later on in the movie. And I mean, I'm not spoiling anything by saying that. So I'm not saying what happens when that when when that reveal happens, but I did like that they went back to that. I had a lot of problems with the prologue, though the whole story of Nicodemus and everything else going on in there because it didn't really tie in with the rest of the movie. Or if it did, they didn't do a good job of it. No, no, I they the beginning of that the whole graphic novel shot was really incredibly done and i i was anticipating that this was going to get into like a a religious type movie i don't know if you felt that also yeah yeah and it just i was sitting there waiting and you could see bits and pieces of the story but towards the end you're like why did you go to that much depth in the beginning and then barely pick it apart so that was just me, never but. never yeah never brought it back around no no ever you know and- Go ahead, Patrick. No, I was going to say, and for the emphasis that they had with the with the forest being a power, that didn't really, they didn't pan that out. Even at the end, the forest had very little to do with it. Oh, and I want to talk about that too. Damn it, and we can't spoil. <sighs> Try to dance around it if you can. It's, yeah. it's too tough. Okay. You know what? Spoiler. I'm going to spoil right now. We're going to spoil. This is a spoiler right now. I will tap my head when we're done if you don't want to listen. So they talk about the whole forest being a power. And you can see little pieces of that with like the crow and the, or the raven or whatever when that came about. And the little bugs and animals was interesting. But the very end of this, they go out of the forest. And the one piece that connects the beginning to this to the end is done in like a set up real estate house with a dog that kind of looks like a wolf. I, why wouldn't you just be in the forest? I mean, you were right there. 
Well, and the, and then the chase through the cornfield, right? It's like okay, and they're out of the woods into a cornfield, cornfield to a construction site. Okay, all right. Well, so much for the forest being the ally, right? Yeah, yeah. it's they had a great premise. I thought the story started really strong. They had a good premise. And about the time that the uh, the antagonist, the main killer dude, I didn't catch his name. I don't want to know it. And his horny, nervous little buddy were riding in the car and they tried to make out. <laughs> it lost me. Like, horny buddy. I don't. Yeah. I like the story just kind of went at that point. Like, I why are you trying to give this killer development? I don't want development in a in a killer. You know, go back to the chicks in the trunk. That's where your development needs to be. And and when it comes to names, by the way, Greg, it's the guy. Yeah. Oh, oh really? That's his name? Yes. <laughs> the husband. I. The pregnant wife. The huntress. The only one who was really given a name was Eve. Okay. So and that's the that's the main actress. Okay. You know, you brought up the the the, the mother and the son at the beginning, Patrick. Yeah. And and they didn't even like so that you got that in the beginning, but they didn't even touch on those characters again. It, again, it was like 75, 80 minutes into the movie. And by that time, I had forgotten those people even fucking existed. That came back around and I was like, who the fuck are these people? And then it, I get I, I it brought it back around and I, I remember who they were, but like it they stretched that out really far into the movie before they brought those people back around again. I would I was actually okay with that. And then the reveal with the flashback, because you still didn't know who it was when, when Eve came upon the campsite. You still didn't yeah. know who those people were until the flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went, oh, holy crap. Okay, well, that took some time. Yeah, so I don't know. So, uh, an 87-minute movie that did not get going until about the 60-minute the mark. And by that time, I was way over this movie and said it if you're gonna these so many of these movies exist now that if you're gonna make this kind of movie you you better bring something original to this fucking kind of movie because it was super cookie cutter and just generically boring to me and and there was no chase there was no revenge there was no nothing happened as far as I'm concerned in this movie. And, and I, and I kept waiting. So the 20, the last 20 minutes of this movie was, as a fucking blast for me. Like I was like, okay, this something's happening now. It doesn't make any fucking sense, but it, there's something going on now. Give me a full on uh, melee for 20 minutes. I'll be, I'll be entertained. Sure. Right. But I, I feel like this movie has, or this story has been told much better in other movies and the one movie that came to mind, and I'm sure I'm going to shock the hell out of you guys that this story was done better, was the movie Revenge. Revenge, yeah. A thousand percent. Way better. Again, Revenge and, and you know, MFA and Go Back to I Spit on Your Grave. Like, this movie is done a thousand times better. And yeah, The only um, thing that was, that was different between this and any other hunted style movie was the introduction of the animals that were supposed to be aiding mm -hmm. her upon her way. And even at that, that was pretty weak. Did you get the Red Riding Hood? Yes. Oh, yes. I wanted to bring yeah. that up. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Did you get it though? Did I miss it? 
No, just I mean, I understood what they tried to do with the with the coat that she was wearing. Sure. Right. Yeah. But, but to me, that's just a, a reference. And you're going, oh, OK. Red not, Riding Hood. Nece- not necessarily because, you know, she gets cornered by the wolf who's dressed up as her grandmother. And the guy, you know, you've got that character as the wolf. The hunter was the kid who came back to avenge his mother, who apparently took an arrow to the temple and survived. Spoiler. Yeah, I think we're beyond that point. Yeah. <laughs> but it had all the little elements in there. But yeah, I picked up a lot of derivativeness, der- derivation, pick the word, of the Little Red Riding Hood. I'm glad you caught that, Josh. Yeah, the, the, the problem that came in with that, though, is that the wolves were supposed to be on her side if you're still using that forest analogy. Instead right, of- but that's where it was derived. It's not a direct representation. They, they right, right. took pieces and they twisted it. And that's why I said the guy is representative of the represented. Damn it. I know what you're saying. He's the wolf. He's the wolf. <laughs> she should now, have skinned that motherfucker and wore his skin home if she was going to do a Red Riding Hood reference, as far as I'm concerned. Make something like interesting to watch. Yeah. Now, I will say I got to throw some positives at this somehow or another. I will say the acting was pretty damn good. The guy, the guy who played the guy, he wasn't over the top for me, but he did some things that could have been taken over the top. Mm-hmm. I think he did a pretty good job. I think the weakest was probably the mother. Is that what she was called? I have no idea anymore. Yeah, She was probably the weakest at, at telling the story at the very beginning, but that didn't bother me at all. No, I take that back. The, the, not the sales representative, the the guy at the real estate agent. No, the, the guy at the the shot, uh, the gas station. Oh, the really friendly, weird. Yeah, the guy. super friendly. Oh, yeah, you should say guy. Yeah, and I think he was probably the weakest when it came to the cast. But I thought uh, the woman playing Eve did a did a nice job. I thought the accomplice did a nice job. Acting overall was was pretty good. I thought the cinematography was fine. You just there just wasn't anything outstanding there was there was no substance to the story you know, right they had a premise and i don't think they ever filled it because yeah, i agree with you the her acting was good his was decent uh, until they tried to give him development and the cinematography was absolutely stunning absolutely love that beautiful looking story they had nice setup shots too in between mm-hmm. the scenes yeah so this was a, a shutter original i think and it's the first, I think, Shutter original that I've been like really bummed on, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. But hey, it's the start of the year. It's got to get better. You're right. You're right. One would hope. <laughs> yes, way to put oh, a positive on it, Patrick, because the acting was, you're right, was fine. Yeah. Yeah, not not every Shutter movie can be host. Right. True. Right. Very true. All right. Anything else anybody else wants to add? I I don't think so. Well, we, uh, we rate on a three-level scale the, uh, wow, I can't even remember what we rate on. Scare the score, the fear factor, and fear factor. overall rating, would you recommend it to a friend? Yes, that's what it is. I apologize. It's like I took a paintball to the face and survived. Oh, that, wait just a minute. Saying. That was another scene that just confused the hell out of me. This guy's walking around bleeding or whatever. And none of these paintball people stop to see if he's okay. Right. Um, also, <laughs> the all chick this- takes a pellet to the face and nobody stops to see if she's okay. And all oh, of a sudden, but she is okay. 
after taking a paintball to the face. Face. And all of a sudden, I thought I was watching Braveheart. Right. That's true. That's true. That was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh my God, this is Braveheart now. (laughs) It was a nod because they had the one Scottish guy in there. They had to nod William Wallace. Yeah. All right. Fear factor or fun factor was the other one. What do you guys rate on, Josh? Uh, Wait. Which one should we rate on? What, rate whichever one you want. Oh, have we done Gore Score yet? No. Are we starting with the Fear Factor or Fun Factor? What are we doing? Okay. Fear, uh, fear well, or Fun Factor. I didn't have, I wasn't afraid and I never had any fun. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a one. Hey, you're a poet. That's fun. I know. <laughs> Patrick, what do you got? I it, It's pretty low for me as well. The Fear Factor was nil. So I have to give it a one. If I give it a fun factor, probably about a three. I I will give it a two on fear factor, maybe a three. We'll say two and a half. Just because I I was able to sympathize. I don't want to say that that way. I I could a pre no, I don't want to use that either. Um, <laughs> the situation that the main character was put in had me nervous. And so I, I felt the fear for her because of the situation that she was in. So I'll give it a two and a half because of that. Gore score, Josh, what do you got? I'm going to roll around a two. Um, there's a couple of spots in there that like, there was some blood, there's some gore, but nothing that I was like, this is awesome. So I'm going to go two. Patrick? Probably about that same level, two to three. We saw some blood. We saw an open wound. We really didn't see a ton of gore itself. Uh, some of the violence was insinuated as opposed to seen. So yeah, two to three. I, I'm going to give it a four. And the one scene that bumps it up from a, a two or a three is the scene with the, uh, the guy and the huntress with the arrow, mm-hmm. both going in and when it comes out. I yeah. think that that gives gives it enough to bump it up one. So I'm going to give it a four. And overall, would you recommend? No, I'm going to, overall, I'm going to say maybe a three, 3.5 in that area. I, if, if somebody came up to me and asked, they're interested in a movie in this style, this genre, I would tell them to go seek out revenge, uh, go seek out MFA, go seek out something else. But Hunted is... And it may be somebody's cup of tea. It just wasn't mine. I I would steer somebody in a different direction. Okay. Patrick. I'm a little higher than that. I give it a four. I think there's still something there. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. Four. I am going to say I will give the last 20 minutes of that movie, like a six or seven though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Would I recommend it to a friend? I think I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend it, but if they said, hey, I'm going to watch this, what'd you think of it? I'd say it's probably worth a watch. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Big old math. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually agree with you, Patrick. I think this film does have some redeeming qualities in the cinematography. Uh, her acting up until probably the last third of the movie, I think was pretty good until she kind of loses her mind. I, I don't know that I could feel good about myself recommending this to somebody. It might be worth a one watch, but just be aware that's probably 87 minutes. You're not getting back. So 
the last third of that movie is when she actually started acting. You know what I mean? Like that mid that that second act, that that middle point, it was just her walking around. Like there was no there's nothing for her to right, do. Right, but they didn't have anything for her to do. That was the problem because they spent so much time between the guy and the accomplice. Yeah. So, okay, so you go from one extreme to the exact opposite where she's fucking nuts and the tables have turned. So the, the, the so that midpoint for me, there's just nothing for her to do. Like, it right. got ramped back up in that last act when, again, without trying to give spoilers, but when that, with kind of that point where that mother-son point hit that's Mm -hmm. when all of a sudden like she had shit to do again um but there was a giant stretch in that movie where it's just watching her walk around i mean it's it's you're you're not wrong but i mean at that point it's it's more her survival versus the elements versus i don't know i I might be making stuff up in my head but i i feel like at that exact same point was where she kind of lost me when she's trying to rip the rope with her teeth like all of a sudden oh, she's taken yeah. on the, uh, the elements of the animals. Right. Yeah. yeah. A little feral at that point. Yeah. yeah. Which that, that one's where it lost me. And then you go right, right. into the, the paintball game and the cornfield and something was happening though. It was <laughs> I get it. You know, but at that point you're always so far gone that it's just like, right. Why? Just right. why? <laughs> yeah. All right. Does anybody have anything they want to, uh, to plug at all or anything they want to mention? No, no, I don't think we have anything to announce yet. So, all right. Well, yeah. keep an eye out on the uh, the Midnight Fries Cast channel. Josh, did you have something? Sorry. No. Oh, okay. I you look like nothing. you were going to say something. <laughs> no. Keep an eye on the on the Midnight Fright Cast channel. We've got Patrick Rocket some fifteen minute podcasts out there for us, keeping us uh, relevant and afloat. Um, not sure when we'll be back, but hopefully we'll be back with a better movie. And uh, Patrick, you want to take us home? So if you're a fan of the Frightcast, and we know that you are, make sure that you head on over to iTunes or whatever platform that you are listening to us on and make sure that you rate and review us. You can find us on all of the platforms, social and audio. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of those as well as Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, make sure that you check us out online at midnightfrightfilms.com. All right. Thank you all for stopping by. This has been episode number 91 of the Frightcast. Want to give a shout out to Emily, Matt, and Tyler, who've been blowing up our comment section. Thank you for contributing to, uh, to the comment or to the conversation here. We'll be back again at some point with uh, episode number 92. I am Greg, the movie guy with Josh and Patrick. We'll catch you on the flippity flip, people. Go box. Go box.